we came up with the, you know, the title or the name of our group, our program is uh, CX1, which is, you know, you get one call, there are probably a lot more people experiencing that same thing. It doesn't really yeah, do us a lot of long-term good to just fix it once and keep, you know, if somebody can't log in, I'll bet lots of other people are experiencing that as well. So yeah. let's use our customer experience operation to be the leader and getting that friction fixed as opposed to just being the, you know, the receivers of all of that, uh, all of those problems. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here, we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Conversations That Matter. We are live with Unifor on LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us on this fabulous day. And I'm super excited to welcome our guest here. And our guest is someone that we've wanted on the show for a while. And he is a transformational leader uh, working on the customer experience uh, for AMA, the American Medical Association. Todd Unger has been uh, doing consumer marketing as well as member experience marketing for quite a bit. And he's really uh, helped uh, a lot of organizations out. And so we uh, brought him on today to share his role, which is the CXO and SVP of Marketing and Experience at the American Medical Association. So let's have a round of applause. Welcome for Todd. So Todd, welcome uh, to the show. Hey, Randy. Great to be here. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, we're, I'm super excited that you're here. Um, our audience uh, definitely values a little insight in terms of, uh, you know, one side of the healthcare industry. Um, and so, you know, we're going to get started with a myth. Uh, and then we'll kind of dive into your background and, and some of the things that you're doing over at AMA. Um, but for you, you know, we always ask this question, what is one uh, customer experience myth within your organization, uh, within your member base of physicians uh, that you would like to, de to uh, debunk? Well, I don't know if it's exactly what you're saying, but yeah. when I was thinking about this question, I think the myth that I'm really debunking now is that customer experience is about feelings uh, when it really is about growth. And I think the more that people treat CX uh, as kind of a soft metric thing, oh, it's about how somebody feels about your product yeah. and not about uh, you know, an important and uh, critical way that you drive growth for the organization. That's not a great outcome for CX. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, that, that gets into the question of like executive buy-in, you know, like uh, how do you make it critical for that? And that, how do you get sponsorship for the CX initiatives? Um, I, I mean, that, listen, I, I, I think that that could, that's to the heart of the question here. Here's how you get buy-in. I'm going to, grow and I'm going to either, you know, add more members or if you're at a different kind of organization, drive revenue, yeah. uh, you know, drive retention, whatever it is. And you can prove that. Uh, that's how you get buy-in yeah. and not treated like you're a cost or, you know, just yeah. expense line. Some vanity metrics you don't, or a cost. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. Um, so let's get into the background about AMA uh, and, and, and you. So how long have you been there for? 
I've been there over five years now. It's gone extremely fast. I have to say it's been five of the best years of my, my whole life and my career. <laughs> right, awesome. And uh, tell us a little bit about AMA and, and your role there. AMA is the Physicians Powerful Ally in Patient Care. It's a 175-year-old organization. Uh, most people kind of know what it is, but it really is about uh, the betterment of public health and our uh, folks that we are really targeting are, are physicians, uh, residents, and medical students. That makes up the body uh, of the AMA. Uh, we represent all physicians, some of which are members. We mm. have the House of Delegates, which is you know, passes amazing policy uh, for healthcare. Uh, we have about 275,000 members, oh, okay. uh, the largest we've been in, in 20 years. So uh, uh, the pandemic, as you might expect, is, uh, was a pretty crazy time mm -hmm. uh, and also a huge opportunity for our organization to step up uh, into that experience of what people need at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the past couple of years have been crazy. Uh, my wife's in the healthcare field as well. So I know uh, your type of organization definitely helps uh, mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, and so let's kind of uh, get the kind of inner workings of, of the AMA and kind of the, the customer journey, because I think the customer journey is important to kind of understand um, how people, how those physicians uh, and residents and your, your particular personas interact with you. Um, can you tell yep. us uh, a little bit about that? Because so, there's some, probably some people that haven't heard of you before and maybe aren't in the healthcare, but kind of want to understand your business more because I'm sure there's some lessons learned from your business that could apply to others. Yeah, it's really, it's an interesting question because uh, when I arrived at the AMA, they had just spent uh, the better part of a year, I would say, kind of mapping out what that customer journey looks like at almost like minute by minute. There was a room with like, the you know every every moment of every person's life and it starts as a medical student for us yeah and then progresses across medical school year that's four years into your residency a number of more years of training uh, and then into being a physician and uh, I think a really important thing uh, uh, is not to think you know all students all residents all physicians are the same their right. journeys depend a lot on kind of who they are uh, and uh, what they're interested in. And so I found, uh, you know, it's very important, obviously, to understand what's going on, let's say, in a student's life year by year. Yeah. There are definite milestones. Um, you know, the first year, an adjustment to medical school and learning how to succeed. Uh, and then there's a buildup over the, uh, the next few years toward, uh, for instance, matching into your residency uh, and then transitioning into into residency. So there are different phases like that that are kind of temporal and that apply not only to our organization, but of course, any any business. I mean, I came from uh, different kinds of businesses where, you know, my last one, it was all about the triple crown. So you have always had those temporal yeah, things, yeah. but at the same time, uh, there are also, also topic-based things uh, that you have to pay attention to. So, uh, for me, the journey here, uh, the more important insight is that we talked to uh, physicians, students out there, you know, five years ago when I started, it was just kind of a refrain. I don't, we don't know what you're, we don't, what you do. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that became, that became the customer journey for us uh, became driven by content to reinforce what we, what we're doing and why it was so important to be part of. One of the things that uh, you mentioned on our on our prep call uh, was 
uh, you don't consider yourself a, a contact center per se, more of a unified experience. Can you kind of explain that uh, to our listening audience? Yeah, I think in in my view, and you you know you said it up front. I I came from a marketing background. Uh, this is in large part a membership and engagement operation uh, that I think spans the full extent of experience, which I define as the seamless integration of product, marketing, commerce, and service. Mm -hmm. So service is an incredibly important component of that, and it's integrated into uh, that. Uh, and we have a very different view even of what I thought our service organization uh, was doing uh, than five years ago. So for me, I think of experience as the end-to-end of that. And I think yeah. in the digital world today, if you don't view it like that, uh, you're really leaving a lot on the table because the thing about consumers right now, uh, we talk about Kent, uh, about uh, customer journey. They yeah. used to think of that as a very long thing and it was uh, very sequential, but I call it the 10 second customer journey uh, from the moment at which I know I want something and to I hit that button to pay is so fast uh, it turns the funnel that we used to have into the tornado funnel. And you better be prepared across every connection in that funnel to deliver experience. And that's what I mean by seamless. No friction involved there. Yeah. Uh, you, you run a podcast yourself uh, on your website. We were just showing it uh, there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what are some of the uh, things that you guys talk about on, on your podcast. It's been really interesting because we started that in the pandemic and we started that from home. Uh, so I now have behind me, this is actual wallpaper. This is an, one of our innovations in work from home uh, to be able to pull stuff like that off. But we found in the pandemic that a really important role that we played as part of the experience was showcasing the voices of physicians, really trying to break through the obstacles they were facing in the pandemic and make sure we were getting great information out to people. And what better way to do that than creating our own media? We were already doing articles. Uh, so we started doing interviews. Uh, it was called the COVID update. Uh, it's now the AMA update. We're almost at 600 episodes right now. They start out as video that you turn into podcasts, articles, index pages, you name it. Uh, this has become an essential part of uh, our content operation, our content marketing operation. That's awesome. And I'm just, I'm a host. So <laughs> we have a team that does this. I, I, uh, I just get to ask the questions the star of the show are the are the doctors and the and the residents and the students and healthcare leaders out there that that tell us what they're up to. Of course, uh, yeah. I mean, you were saying you know you're usually uh, the person asking the questions, so now you're on the hot seat. <laughs> so that so, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, so <laughs> yeah. I know as we say, I know my scope of practice exactly. And so it's actually, I would say, in terms of customer experience and uh, you know, getting yeah, talk about listening. Yeah. People talk about customer listening all the time, and there are many levels of which you could do that. But how about you talk to a physician a day for two and a half years? You learn a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's what I was going to ask you about. And the next question is, you know, the conversations that you have um, with those physicians, whether through digital channels or whether it's through voice or whether in person through some maybe customer, you know, some physician advisory board, something like that. Um, you know, how, how do you take insight from all that data? Because it's a lot of data. Uh, and I think a lot of companies have this issue is like they get all this data and they don't know what to do with it. Um, and maybe this is, so let's start with that question. Then I have a follow-up one. Yeah. 
Because you really, uh, you really are looking at multiple levels and different kinds of data, and they come in different cycles. Yeah. And so, kind of on a day-to-day basis, we have data coming from our content operation to know what people are looking at. To me, that is like the number one thing. People vote with their feet uh, in terms of uh, their interests. And that has been a sea change in terms of how we program and build content uh, to be you know, a first-class operation on SEO and content marketing. You better know what people are looking for and then be the one they want to click on when you're hopefully in positions one through three uh, in Google. Now, we have millions of other ways. We do have live interactions. We have those interviews. And of course, we, we meet with the full body of our House of Delegates twice a year. And then there are millions of kind of section and committee meetings that are happening all, all year long uh, in the run-up to those uh, meetings. We also obviously have customer service data uh, that's coming through. And a big change over the past five years is being much more systematic about how those conversations are recorded uh, and how we identify points of friction yeah. uh, in the experience. We've just added kind of uh, a, a voice uh, aspect to that. So we can, through speech analytics, just be much more uh, methodical uh, in both positive and negative uh, ways about what people are experiencing. Well, thank you uh, for sharing that. Um, so yeah, voice of the customer is super important. Uh, I think we um, definitely uh, you, know, you know nailed it uh, in terms of how data is so important uh, to your business. Um, when we get to uh, the uh, the employee experience, uh, what are you doing uh, to help your employees you know get that data and then kind of act upon it and, and make sure that when they have that interaction with uh, your member base that you know, it's, uh, it's, it's useful. It's, it's actionable. Uh-huh. I've, again, lots of different kinds of uh, data coming in, but I think for us in terms of CX and most relevant to this has been the change from customer service to customer experience. And that is driven uh, by our customer experience team. And I would say that in the past years, it was more reactive Mm-hmm. And geared toward fixing, spe- you know, fixing problems on the spot. Gotcha. Um, but uh, now it is about. I, I, I call the head of my my uh, formerly known as my service team, chief friction removal officer. <laughs> yeah. uh, through you know, through our uh, say five nine, that's the speech analytics engine. I was talking to you about that through the calls that we're having and we're documenting. We're just basically yeah. capturing friction levels on every step of the funnel and in every type type of action that people are trying to take on the site. And so we're setting goals for what those are. And then we are working proactively across the organization to quantify what those look like and then work with those teams as to how we can uh, bring all those metrics uh, to a better place. And so it's a real team effort at this point, as opposed to thinking about it as like, oh, here the you know here's the level you know this week we got this many calls about X. Yeah. Well, fix it. That's the job. <laughs> it's like yeah. we we came up with the you know the title or the name of our group or our program is uh, CX One, which is you know you get one call. There are probably a lot more people experiencing that same thing. It doesn't really yeah, do us a lot of long term good to just fix it once and keep you know if somebody can't log in, I'll bet lots of other people are experiencing that as well. So. Yeah. Let's use our customer experience operation to be the leader in getting that friction fixed 
as opposed to just being the you know the receivers of all of that uh, all of those problems true uh so the makeout of your group uh, i mean you're cxo svp of marketing and then member experience uh what's kind of the the layout of your group in terms of uh the responsibilities that you manage I have a, uh, a pretty uh, wide-ranging group that goes across all of those different aspects of what I consider experience. And so when you think about, well, what's the front end of that? Uh, you have your membership team that's doing the marketing and the analytics research on that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you have a creative team that's producing all of those assets. And you have a digital team that's running the site, creating all of that kind of uh, content. Yeah. And then there are programs that we run for members, including our sections, which are incredibly important to policymaking. And then you have uh, the service end of this and customer experience group that handles uh, kind of not only the uh, uh, what's what people are calling in or writing in about, but fixing everything that's not working. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, understanding and it's a good Sounds like a great team. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, it's too bad most organizations can't work like that. Um, and I understand. You feel like they're siloed in some other organizations? Very much. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in, you know, from everything from Procter & Gamble to Time Inc. And you think about how people are set up right now. In the digital world, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, and there's not generally a leader who has the purview uh, kind of end-to-end yeah. on those things. And so when something needs to get fixed. Uh, first of all, there's probably not a team to kind of ride herd on that, so to speak. Yeah. Um, in this digital world, it does really, uh, I, I think, necessitate a very different kind of operator who's got a view of all those different parts of experience yeah, sure. and has got the mandate and the authority to fix them. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're towards the end of 2022, and uh, I'm sure there's some lessons learned uh, maybe some highlights uh, from from your year uh, so far. Um, you know, are there anything uh, that now that 2022 is kind of passed that you're looking forward to in 2023 that you want to either augment or something uh, or to focus on? So for us, the pandemic is uh, was a huge event. Yeah. And we really need to adapt what it meant to be the the physician's powerful ally in patient care in that time. Uh, You can imagine uh, how that has wreaked havoc on our healthcare system and the lives of uh, physicians. Uh, And what we heard loud and clear uh, as the kind of the emergency emergency portion of this event, you know, started to fade and then uh, we went into a new one is physicians they're burnt out. They have uh, put everything into this. Some of them, you know, some have put everything and yeah. including their lives into this. And uh, after taking care of this nation for, you know, the better part of three years, it's time to take care of physicians. And so that's the genesis of our uh, recovery plan for America's physicians. They're just facing so many obstacles uh, that get in the way of doing what they really want to do, which is yeah. taking care of people and making them better. So, uh, that's uh, that is the initiative that uh, our team has uh, really pulled together this year, and really involves the entire organization in making gotcha. headway against those. Uh, that's a good goal. It's a good mission. Uh, from a technology perspective, what are some of the things uh, that you would look forward to um, in twenty twenty three and and beyond? Maybe you know, for us, uh, uh, we are continuing to uh, reinvent and better integrate all the parts of our digital uh, marketing, 
publishing uh, and analytics operations, including uh, the service and experience component of that, so that we can get a, you know as close to one view of this yeah. as possible. Uh, we've gotten pretty good at being able to track through that funnel uh, and to make sure that everything that we do is working toward the ultimate goal of uh, you know acquiring and retaining uh, our customers. I think the number one reason, I just saw a benchmarking study that membership organizations lose uh, members, they don't renew, is because they're not engaged with the organization. And so for us, it's to maintain uh, maintain that and to add you know, add value in the time that we're experiencing right now. Yep. No, that's good. Um, so uh, kind of curious um, as, as we kind of look back at 2023, uh, one thing I didn't ask you before is what is your, what does your morning look like in terms of what do you wake up to in terms of your, your dashboard or your, um, you know, your, yeah, your dashboard. What, what is your dashboard in the morning that you look at to know whether the business is doing well or not? I thought you meant like coffee and things like <laughs> we'll that. We'll go in the rapid but, fire. We'll, we'll go. We'll go in that one real quick. But I just wanted to get on, on that, just because at, at your level, um, and I, I worked with uh, you know similar leaders before. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious what what is your dashboard? I'm not looking for the details, but just like yeah, what is? Oh no, it's very very easy. I and in fact, I was. Uh, just talking with uh, the person who was responsibility for all of kind of our digital operations on our team. And you, from a personality standpoint, if you're in this kind of digital world and you're not the kind of person that doesn't like to hear your, the proverbial register uh, kind of ringing and you don't get a kick out of like hitting that refresh button on Google analytics, <laughs> you're in the wrong business. So for us, you know, what we do uh, as a team, and this is kind of, uh, you know, officially two days a week, we meet with my team, but every day we're looking at the things that matter the most. Yeah. How are we doing on membership across all our segments and how are we doing on audience? And so those are, those are the things, things that yeah. are kind of like, you know, those are the, the quote registers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to sit in my old job and like, just hit, hit that button and just, you know, like, <laughs> I just like watching things go yeah. up. Yeah. No, I do the same. So, I, yeah. I do the same too. I mean, go up or to go down. <laughs> I look at, you know, month over month trends. I, I look over, um, you know, the conversations that are happening. Uh, I look at, you know, areas uh, that can be improved, whether it's on my team or whether it's, uh, across other parts of the organization. I mean, there's so many times where one organization never sees a day of light and talking to a customer, but then through whatever communication channels that I own, um, I'm able to hear those conversations and then I relay it back to the team. So that voice of customer is is, is super key in, in, uh, yeah. in all that we do. And I think you agree as well. All right, let's get on to... Um, uh, some rapid fire, but before we do that, just uh, want to remind people we are listening to Conversations That Matter. This is a podcast by Unifor. We're a conversational AI and automation company based out of Palo California, and we appreciate you guys. You guys are our listening community. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for over a couple of years, since July of 2020, and we want to hear back from you. If you want to hear other guests like Todd, uh, if you have any other recommendations, you want to give us some feedback, you have some more questions for us 
about CX, about AI, about automation, about employee experience, email us at podcast at unifor.com. Use the hashtag CTM podcast or just hit us up on LinkedIn or Twitter. All right. So uh, rapid I'm nervous fire about this rapid fire question. You're nervous. No, no, no. Don't yeah, be nervous. Okay. No, don't be nervous. This is not TechCrunch. <laughs> We're not trying to pull out the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the un- untold story. Um, this is purely to kind of get to know you a little bit better uh, in terms of how you make decisions, in terms of, um, you know, what's important to you. So, uh, you know, this rapid fire is something that we do with all of our guests. And the first question that we always ask is, if you had a celebrity or, or not celebrity uh, that could answer your your call, um, now with this call, with email, chat, whatever, let's just say call, um, that could solve your problem. Say you're calling into contact centers. That could solve your problem, could ease everything, uh, put you at ease, you're good to go. Um, who would that celebrity be? A celebrity? Oh, my God. So this could be a musician, an artist. It could be... Um, someone from your past, uh, you know, great grandma who you always thought could get everything done. Um, you know, but a lot of people uh, mentioned celebrities. I mean, I'll give you a, a different kind of celebrity because this is somebody that inspires me every day. Dr. Mike. Yeah. Which is a huge. Uh, I, I like him. I watch uh, him on, like uh, on YouTube, YouTube, uh, yeah, and YouTube personality. Totally. And uh, he inspired he inspired me a lot when we got our our uh, our podcast underway yeah and so i just pay a lot of attention and he happens to be a doctor so yeah he probably would have good advice for yeah me. totally you got to get him on your podcast i mean that's gotta happen he's been on it oh yes no way oh man i love that guy he, he, no but seriously <laughs> Two times oh, really? yeah. oh wow no i really i really i really enjoy his content um his, his q a's are really good yep. and it's, it's very genuine and honest so it's cool to cool to hear that um what is uh, what is one thing that's uh, keeping you up at night uh, that you think other leaders might have similar um, kind of challenges with? It's funny. I have this like saying in my mind. Uh, what do, does Bob? What would Bob Iger do? What does he worry <laughs> about at night? Because okay. I try to catalog things in my mind as to whether or not uh, how much they really matter. I mean, again, if you're in this uh, line of work. And it doesn't matter uh, in any job that I've ever been, including this one, I sweat the numbers every day. Yeah. And so for me, uh, I, I do lie awake at night and my bed, my, you know, and thank you about membership and yeah. how am I going to get this done and uh, how do we grow? Uh, I think about it all the time. And then I wake up <laughs> probably and too much, reach right? out to my team and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I love just, you know, yeah. I love and I love people when they come back with lots of great ideas. So anyway, yeah. that's what I worry about yeah. all the time. Uh, what's one thing not on your LinkedIn profile? One thing that's not on my LinkedIn profile? Is that what you said? Yeah. I I, uh, I ride horses. Oh, cool. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for about seven years. I'm, I'm now down to like one day a week because I uh, can't get uh, to it as much. But yeah. uh we, we, and we bought a horse oh, nice. uh, this year. So that's been the bit. My wife is the big rider, but I'm a, I'm a, a one day warrior. Awesome. Very cool. And last question is what's your best day? What's my best day? 
you mean like day of the week or just like in no, general? just like what would it entail your your best day oh okay uh it would have like <laughs> so uh it doesn't need to be work related uh, either you know yeah no i think uh my best day uh has the combination of the following things uh i get to work out for as long as i want uh in the day uh i would get to see my friends um i love working with my team and uh uh, getting to see them and then going out afterwards for uh, cocktails. And then if there's shopping and coffee involved on top of that, I'm bingo. So bingo. there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you, you survived the rapid fire. Uh, and you did a great <laughs> job. Uh, I appreciate that. <clears throat> um, so, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming uh, on the podcast today. Um, you know, we haven't had uh, a membership type of organization come on the podcast before, but this is really interesting to see how you guys work and, and the areas that you focus on. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been great to be here. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. So, uh, you know, to give you the airways and for people to learn more about you and like how they connect with you, um, you know, please share kind of what's the best way to connect with you and learn more about the AMA. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and you can check me out uh, personally there. Please uh, send me an invite. And then I think our site is right up there, www.ama-assn.org. That's it. And if you really want to uh, like see our podcasts or uh, our videos, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much, uh, Todd, uh, for a great time. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. And uh, as always, everyone, uh, thanks for joining us on today's Live with Unifor uh, we stream live uh, recently, you know, for quite a bit of times uh, uh, this month. And so uh, if you enjoy this, let us know. We love this live engagement. It's always fun to get uh, comments from the community. And then, uh, you know, always, uh, if you have feedback for us, email us at podcastunifor.com or hashtag CTM podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discuss, visit unifor.com today.